Welcome to the ugly truth. Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situation. Design. They can't stop us, cause we're ready to fight, trying to brainwash us, but we won't let freedom die, the whole world's brainwashed. Everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets, the whole world's brainwashed. It's us against them, it ain't you against me. We're with you, Tom. We will not back down. This is the ugly truth. Hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. Tom McDonald, brainwashed. He's an independent artist, and he needs your support. We we support each other. Yes. Okay, us independent podcasters, independent broadcasters, and independent musicians support each other. So Tom McDonald, one of the fastest rising stars in the YouTube world, in several categories it's unbelievable because he puts out a hit and he's he's considered a canadian american rapper but he actually has hit the charts and topped the charts on many other different types of music genre <laughs> including pop and country so it's pretty amazing uh, that he's been able to do that but that's tom mcdonald we have full permission to use his music full permission given to us directly to use his music so we appreciate you enjoying that little intro to the ugly truth hard to listen to but impossible to ignore and we call it that because we don't necessarily like bad news but when my wife and I see something bad we usually look to how can we fix that or how can we help or prevent that from happening again so when we started realizing the ugly truth of things like child trafficking and predators and Disney and the CIA and all those nasty, dirty topics that we started researching in the beginning, and as you know, were some of our first podcasts, they just sh- kind of shocked us to the point of we can't sit here and do nothing. It's like Struggle Jennings says, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit on the sideline, you know, I'm you're not going to see us walk away from this fight for the children especially which is another thing before we get into tonight's uh, actual topic that Andy has written up here I just want to remind everybody about that sound of freedom sound of freedom movie is something that will break your heart open your eyes and make you angry make you cry and make you want to do something Yes. I just that's just my off the cuff extemporaneous description of that movie. Yes, it's going to be rock your soul. Yes. We had the 2 minute trailer on, 3 minute trailer on last week and I cried my freaking brain out. He was not happy with me. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to watch that and I was sitting there like Tom McDonald crying on withdrawals, man. Yeah. I was just like my brain my I just it's like wow. It's like it was almost like Jim Caviezel doing the same thing. He was sitting there listening to it. Uh, to that guy talking? Yeah. The has, the guy from uh, Bolivia or Ecuador or Colombia? Where were we? Colombia, right? Col- yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, the ugly truth of child trafficking is going to be revealed in that movie called The Sound of Freedom. 
The Sound of Freedom is produced by Angel Studios, the one that you may recognize as the one behind the series The Chosen. Yes. Right? And The Chosen Correct. is probably the most popular series ever produced through through an app, at least. I know that. And it is just widely popular. And it's cr- all totally crowdfunded. And that's the best part about it. Right. No big producers or CIA or Another independent Right? Yes, independent movie producers. We support independent movie producers like the people behind uh, this movie called Sound of Freedom. And the people behind that are the OUR movement. This is the Operation Underground Rescue. Mm -hmm. Operation Underground Rescue is a mission that was started by Tim Ballard, a former CIA agent who was on assignment to extract some criminals from a foreign country and in fact ended up finding hundreds, literally hundreds of children in captivity and in the sex trade. Yeah. And he, he quit his job right before he was to get a pension. Yes, yes. But you'll learn that in the movie uh, if you I, go see it. I can't tell you too much. No. We know the whole don't spoil story, it. but we won't spoil it for you. Don't spoil it. So that's The Sound of Freedom, July 4th. Yeah, 3rd theaters. through 6th, I think, depending yeah. on where... It's playing in your area. So So. just do a search on Sound of Freedom or go to soundoffreedom.com probably, maybe org. Just find Sound of Freedom, the movie, and you can click on there and you can request it to be in your hometown theater. Right. If you get enough requests in your area, they may show it at your hometown theater. And uh, like I said, it's going to rock your soul. So tonight's ugly truth is the ugly truth of beauty. Ah, what? (laughs) <laughs> okay, are we talking beauty pageants like John Monet stuff or no? No. No, not that? No. The Ugly Truth of Beauty. Tell us about it. The title may sound like an oxymoron. Well, yeah, it does already. But, but we're, we're kind of that way anyway. We're kind of oxymoron, right? <laughs> but the beauty People standards... People have called us a lot of other things. <laughs> the beauty standards of our culture have been so twisted that it's hard to find someone who doesn't have self-image problems. How do I look on radio? What do you think? You look great on radio, baby. Thanks. How do I sound? <laughs> Does that okay? Even better. You know what? I heard people are saying something in the comments. I heard there's a group against us. There's actually a group that's anti us. Oh, well. Did you know that? Yeah. That's their choice. Yeah, that's funny. So we're going to go ahead and talk about Snapchat? Okay. What? What, what are we going to so, talk about? Image self, self-image issues, right? Okay. In a recent set of statistics from the American Academy of Facial Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery... of facial plastic surgeons reported seeing patients who wanted to improve how they looked in selfies in 2017. That was a 13% increase over the previous year. That was in 2017. So that was just when the filters started. Are you some sort of anti-selfier? I'm I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just go ahead. You've heard of body dysmorphia, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay. We've talked about body dysmorphia before. And that happens to be what they used to call those who decide they're trans or they're they're stuck in the wrong body. That was called body dysmorphia. Dysphoria. Dysphoria. Yeah. Body dysphoria is when you believe something different. Okay. So maybe this is changing your body. Yeah. The M is Dysmorphia. Right. Because you're morphing. Right. You want to be a morph? So if they want to transition... They're morphing their body. Yeah. Okay. Transmorphia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we've talked about the body dysmorphic disorder before. 
These individuals can suffer severe emotional distress over real and perceived problems with their appearance. You know, I think of things like, you know, the eating disorders, like bulimia and stuff like right? that. Right. That, that's part that's of it as well. What, when we went, because we're old, but when we were younger, those were the main disorders to me, I think, was the, just the bulimia too skinny. Mm. Yeah, I just always want to lose weight. Right. When someone with realistic expectations undergoes plastic surgery, they're typically pleased with the outcome. But individuals with body dysmorphia rarely find satisfaction. While BDD is not a new issue, it's been amplified with social media. So now they've added a new term. They call it selfie dysmorphia or Snapchat dysmorphia, which is the first one that used filters, right? It's been coined to describe the impact of social media on body image. Snapchat is the popular social media app that allows you to share pictures and short videos. One of its more popular features is its selection of filters that allows users to tweak their appearance towards some imagined ideal. But this issue is not limited to Snapchat. Anyone who spends significant time scrutinizing their selfies is vulnerable. So here's a little video I found. The ugly side of beauty filters. You see it, I'm good enough. TikTok's bold glamour filter is having a moment with hundreds of millions of videos using the beauty filter. What the this filter should be illegal. Here's the real me. You are beautiful just the way you are. From doggy ears to artistic AI renderings, filters are nothing new. Look at me. I'm Caucasian. But this is something else. The bold glamour filter. Unlike filters of the past, the bold glamour filter basically overhauls your entire face, contouring and reshaping in real time. That filter. When we use filters for the purpose of beautification, we see this version of ourselves that might have a completely different bone structure, wearing lots of makeup, and essentially looks closer to the typical beauty ideals of the time. It creates a big mismatch between our ideal appearance and our actual appearance. Glamour filter is a lie! Because this filter uses sophisticated AI tech, it doesn't glitch, so it can be extra difficult for users to pick up on where and when the filter is even being used. When we're scrolling through social media, often we're just kind of accepting what we see as reality. We begin to think that everyone in the world looks like that, and that lifts this standard of beauty that we expect of ourselves. Hold on. Are you? One in three Australians is already unhappy with the way they look, and 35% of people have trouble identifying when something has been digitally altered. So, more than a light airbrushing, these filters can wreak havoc on self-esteem. As soon as you've been exposed to this filtered image of ideal beauty, it's already seated in your mind and it can have an effect. I don't think my brain knows how to deal with looking like this one minute. And then this the next. So it's important to think twice before you post that filtered image because you don't know who's going to be seeing it and how it might then impact their confidence and their self-esteem. So are these filters just a bit of fun or is there something sinister about our constantly changing faces? What do you think? You'll look better with it. Heidi Anderson is a body confidence coach and she joins us now. Heidi, when do you think a filter like this tips over from a bit of fun to being a problem? Well, I think it's 
no fun right now. I mean, for me, when I was thinking about this today and seeing, you know, many people use this filter today, I was like, this is already a problem. But now we're really starting to see everyone look exactly the same because of these filters. And it's take your way out imperfections. So it's no fun anymore. I don't know how I would have gone as a teenager with this filter around, but I've got to say, I don't even look like the way I look right now in real life. There's a whole yeah, team. There's a whole team <laughs> of people who dress us, who light us, who, who do our makeup to make us look TV glam. So do you think that makes the filter more dangerous than young people, say, looking at movie stars, people in magazines? Yeah, I mean, like, I was thinking about movie stars and, and that today and, I, like, I know for me, I look at them for the talent they have. It's like the heart and the soul of someone and I think with social media, the way that it has become, it is so much about what we look like and it's unrealistic. But, Heidi, you might watch films that way, but let's be honest, that, <laughs> that's not the way most people are. I mean, there's a reason that being a movie star is kind of like a synonym for being good-looking, right? Like, clearly that's part of the whole thing. I guess what's beneath Sarah's question is, is this any different to the problem that we've always had in this regard? Well, yeah, you're right. Like, this this is a problem that we've always had, and I hate that. I hate that we're watching Chris Hemsworth on TV because of his body. OK, maybe not really in his latest <laughs> Disney, Disney documentary. But, you know, I think this is the problem. We keep feeding the beast, and it's conversations that we need to have with our children at home about what really, really matters and conversations right now on the project that these filters are unrealistic and the this beauty standards that we're putting out there are really hard to meet. This might surprise everyone, but I actually do look like this. So this, is the, <laughs> this is the real me, Sarah. Perfection, Steve. <laughs> Nothing can help. Great, Nothing Steve. can help. Uh, do we need to label these things so people clearly know, Heidi, that these things are filters? Yes, I think so. I mean, I, I I will happily put a filter out there saying, fake face today, you can't see my hairy, moly chin or, you know, my beautiful freckles or my smile line. And, you know, I think it is fun to have these moments with our girlfriends and playing around and whatever, but it's the messaging that we keep pushing out to our younger generation and people who haven't really done the work on themselves and found that inner confidence, which is what I talk about a lot. Heidi, you have been so open about your own body struggles and I think that we've all got this bully in our head that likes to tell us what's wrong with our body. How did you manage to tame that bully in your head? You know, we all of us have so many inner mean girls in our heads or boys or whatever you want to refer to them. And so for us to have this conversation and for us to become really aware about these voices is the very first step. And then for me, I take it to a whole new level now and I use exposure therapy and I show up, like I said, on social media, encourage my clients to do it without the makeup, without the hair done, because, you know, you really start to hear and understand what your mean girls or, or boys are actually saying to you in the these moments and it takes the power away when you start to understand really why we're getting these voices and you know what they're saying. Heidi thanks so much for speaking to us tonight. Thanks guys thanks for having me. Steve I want to pick up your idea of if you if it was marked as filtered. Yes. So, so Gab our producer who knows a lot more about this than I do says there are actually marks there but they're small and so you can put text over them and stuff like that. Mm. So obviously this is not just a United States problem because that was a report from Australia. We are seeing this worldwide. Dr. Charles Slack explains it like this. Part of the problem as I see it is the prevalence and ease of being able to take a picture of yourself. 
so much more to look at and scrutinize than 20 years ago. My dad was an avid photographer when I was growing up, and I remember him saying it usually took two rolls of film, or 64 shots, to get one or two good pictures of a person. Mm -hmm. Variables like light and expression can conspire to make us all look worse than we really are. Mm -hmm. So, selfie dysmorphia, is it really such a big deal? The selfie. Heart it or hate it, Instagram and Snapchat are working to ensure they're here to stay. In fact, social media sites are constantly finding new ways for your selfie to evolve. Snapchat introduced something it calls lenses. It uses augmented reality over your face. Instagram quickly added its own version. New face filters on Instagram today. This is my favorite one so far. Nice job, team. These filters are, of course, a fun way to change your species. Age. Or gender. How you doing? Or give yourself a complete makeover. But when you take a closer look, you may notice some of these filters actually change your features. Bigger eyes, longer eyelashes, higher cheekbones, smoother, poreless, sometimes even fairer skin. And then there are photo editing apps like Facetune, which allow you to toy with your image in real time. Whiten your teeth, thin your nose, brighten your eyes, and plump your lips. It's like an enhancement. Like it, you just look like a more put together, cleaner or less sweaty or, you know, longer eyelashed version of yourself. So that like flawless kind of superficial look is what all these celebrities are, like you were mentioning, the Kardashians or Jenners will look like with their full faces of makeup. I think it really becomes attractive to be able to utilize um, filters to look that way in an instant. But digital tweaks which obscure your flaws conform to an unrealistic and often unattainable standard of beauty and give some the impression that they have the capacity to look, quote, perfect. That can take a toll on a person's self-esteem and in some cases are causing a dependence. If it's a selfie, I will do it with a filter. It's not about like adding any dog ears or like hearts to it. I think it's more just taking away all like skin coloration differences or taking away your pimples or making your eyes, I guess, more pop or like whatever other features that you wanna like have pop. I think it's more that for me just to make it look, I guess, more pretty. Natasha is 14 years old and says she suffers from a mild form of selfie dysmorphia, a body image disorder defined as a need to heavily edit one's own digital image, and an intense dissatisfaction with one's own appearance after using digital filters. And in severe cases, it can lead to drastic actions. But one of the strangest I had was a patient really wanted bigger eyes um, like the actual filter had given. Um, it wasn't possible to give her bigger eyes. And I tried to explain many times why surgically and non-surgically this could not happen. That's the cosmetic surgeon who coined the term selfie dysmorphia after noticing an alarming trend among his younger patients. Usually before, way back, patients would bring in pictures pictures of celebrities, so it may be Angelina Jolie's jawline or someone else's nose, and it helped them give them a way of describing what they needed to the physician, which was okay. What then I started noticing were people were using altered and filtered versions of themselves. They wanted to look exactly like that image. 
a phenomenon that wasn't exclusive to his practice in the UK. Well, if you wish you looked more like your doctored selfies, you're not alone. Snapchat dysmorphia with young patients wanting surgery so they can look more like they do in filtered selfies. In 2017, 55% of surgeons reported seeing patients who request surgery to improve their appearance in selfies, up from 42% in 2015. Selfie dysmorphia is real. I have actually had clients come in with their Snapchat filters, um, and usually I'll make a joke about how, you know, I can't put the whole picture together because I don't have the bunny ears in my cabinet. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't like that. Megan Kozak calls herself a face architect. She believes celebrities like the Kardashians and the Jenners still dictate beauty trends. And technology is simply making people more aware of what's possible. We can all thank uh, Kylie Jenner for the big, massive boom in the industry. So in 2014, when she came out with her lip injection, everybody wanted lip injection. It was lips after lips after lips. In 2018, a study by the American Academy of Facial Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery revealed a 24% increase in cosmetic surgery or injectables in patients under the age of 30 since 2013. Unlike prior generations who kept quiet about getting work done, these procedures are more normalized, even considered mainstream. Like, we're bombarded every single day with these filters and adjustments. Um, so you really take a look at yourself in the mirror. And if you don't measure up, then sometimes you can start to feel insecure about yourself. The truth of the matter is, is everyone can use Botox. Everyone needs it, right? Like, we're working at our muscles each and every day, and we're all having wrinkles. Um, but if we get Botox, then it's almost like a Snapchat filter, right? That you're walking around with a Snapchat filter instead of having to filter your photos afterwards. While selfie dysmorphia is not a medically recognized condition, experts say it could be signs of a larger mental health issue. Seeing themselves through a lens that is very much um, tainted by you know, the filtered lenses that, you know, people are putting up on social media. So I should look like her or, you know, um, my body should look like, you know, her body. It can create depressive symptoms. It can create um, low self-esteem, um, confidence issues. And I see tons of that. We see tons of that. Global News reached out to both Instagram and Snapchat, but neither directly commented on selfie dysmorphia. What they did say was that filters were not designed to alter a person's appearance. They are about other forms of fun, meaningful, and artsy expression. Snapchat has never been about being perfect. It was designed as a place where people feel free to be their authentic self. While there are trends out there like hashtag no filter, which push for a more authentic online presence, it's hard to resist the temptation of a seemingly picture-perfect, ever-evolving selfie. Selfie dysmorphia is real, obviously. The sad part about that video was that 14-year-old didn't like the way she looked and couldn't take a picture of herself without using a filter. That's the, the, the saddest part. It might be seemingly harmless for people to play with selfies and add bunny ears and big eyes, but a recent survey of 7th grade girls shows that girls who regularly share self-images on social media relative to those who do not, reported significantly higher overvaluation of shape and weight.
body dissatisfaction, dietary restraint, and internalization of the thin ideal. In addition, the same survey showed that a higher investment in manipulating images for social media correlated with body image issues and eating concerns, while excess media exposure did not. Hmm. So what does that tell us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay away from social media as long as you possibly can. <laughs> this is significant, as traditional media usually gets the blame for creating this unattainable ideal. Turns out it's got nothing on social media. Mm-hmm. Right. It was just the starting point. The reason I even started on this was Glenn Beck. So Glenn Beck saw this bold glamour filter, which was the one that was changing their face completely. Yeah. And you could see it in that picture there. That was a good example right there. It really is. And he's like, uh, this is terrifying for our society. Everybody's going to want to change everything and nobody's going to know who anybody is. You use these filters long enough because they're automatic. You use these filters long enough. You're not even going to go outside because people aren't going to know you. Yeah, they're going to say... What happened to you? Right. What did you just go through? Exactly. Look what the cat dragged in. All so, those kind of insulting things that are going to make make you feel like really terrible and mm-hmm. not want to go see people. Yeah, so we're going to watch this video with Glenn? Well, it's 15 minutes. We're at the half hour mark. So oh, we can I will let everybody it. else watch that. But he's the one who got me started on this. Mm. So you definitely want to watch it. And it is terrifying. Because this mental illness is going on. It is a mental illness. And I'm glad that they labeled it properly. Yes. That's what it is. So I guess, is it time to close out our yes. Ugly Truth segment? It is. And thank you for listening to The Ugly Truth. Because they can't stop us. Because we're ready to fight. Trying to brainwash us. But we won't let freedom die. The whole world's brainwashed. Everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets. The whole world's brainwashed. It's us against them, and ain't you against me. The Ugly Truth. Hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. <laughs>